It's the SeaWorld Splash Podcast, bringing you the latest news, rumors, and history from the SeaWorld Parks in Orlando, San Antonio, and San Diego. And now, here are your hosts, Joseph and Sheldon. Hello, and welcome to the SeaWorld Splash Podcast. Episode 18. I'm your host, Joseph, along with Sheldon. What's going on, everybody? And in today's episode, we will be doing another species highlight on elephants and tigers. Uh, the new SeaWorld Park, as you guys all heard, there is a new SeaWorld Park opening in Abu Dhabi. Uh, and Sheldon has a SeaWorld trip coming up this month. And let's see, Julie Scardina is retiring and maybe a possible interview in March. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, the last one ocean show in January. I will tell you when. The, my opinion on the show that's going to be happening in close up when Shamu Stadium in San Diego is closed due to Orca Encounters. And of course, a birthday shout out to Kalia. And yes, of course, we will be live that day. So, anyways, let's go ahead and put on those punches and get ready to be drenched. First up, BC's Highlight. Sheldon, take it away. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Species Highlight. The part of the show where we explain to you about a certain species, its relatives, and where it comes from. Today's Species Highlight is on elephants and tigers. Let us begin. As many of you know, elephants are the largest land animal on the earth. They can weigh over 13,000 pounds, stand over 10 feet tall at the shoulder, and have over 40,000 muscles in their trunks alone. But a lot of people might be wondering, well, what's the difference between an African elephant and an Asian elephant? Well, there's a simple and easy way to tell them apart. Number one, the ears. African elephants have a large ear, shaped like Africa. Asian elephants, smaller ears. Why? Well, it's simple. African elephants usually live in the open savanna and have to flap their ears more constantly to cool themselves off. While the Asian elephants prefer jungles, so they don't have to actually flap their ears as much. There's more shade and trees to protect them from the sun. Another interesting fact about elephants is that the Asian elephant is actually the closest relative to the woolly mammoth. That's right. Your prehistoric Ice Age friends from Ice Age, the series you might have seen, is more closely to an Asian elephant than an African elephant. It's that interesting. <coughs> also want to take a little closer look at these different types of elephants. Now, yes, the basic, the more common species are the African-Asian elephants, but there's also subspecies of both. And for example, in Africa, we have the bush, Af- the bush elephant, which is the more common African elephant that you usually see. There's the desert elephant, which is a bit smaller than the African elephant and lives entirely in deserts. It has adapted larger feet to accommodate walking farther distances such as food and water. And there's also the forest elephant, a smaller relative that lives in the deep forest of the Congo. It's also critically endangered. Rarely seen though, but a very magnificent species. In Asia, there's several different subspecies of Asian elephant, including the pygmy elephant, which is one of the smallest species of elephant. It's not exactly smaller than most Asian elephants, but is adapted to live on this island of Borneo, which is what it gets named, the Borneo pygmy elephant. It's only about a few tons smaller than your average Asian elephant, 
This is designed to help it live in a, in a smaller habitat and live an island life. The Sri Lankan Asian elephants are the largest Asian species of species of Asian elephant. These guys can get up to 13, 15,000 pounds occasionally. And as well, we have Indian elephants. So there's several different subspecies throughout Southeast Asia and Africa as well. <clears throat> as many of you know, elephants are very strong. They can easily push over a tree that weighs several tons, or they can pick up a dime with just the tip of their trunk. How? Well, that trunk is very dexterous. It has 40,000 muscles, like I said. They can easily pick up something as small as a coin or a skittle, or pick up a log or a tree. It's very powerful, very useful. Used for showering, snorkeling, smelling, gathering food, and of course, communication. Elephants can, elephants can make a, a variety of sounds that, of course, we can hear, like trumpeting, growls, and roars, but they also make something called infrasonic sound. These are low-frequency sounds you actually can't hear unless you have a special sound system. They travel through the ground of the elephant's feet that they, that they can listen through. It's used to attract mates and figure out where everyone is. These, these sounds can be heard for several miles across wherever the elephants are. And also, one more important fact you need to know about an elephant is that male elephants go into a season which is called musk. Musk is actually one of the most dangerous times to be around a male elephant. <laughs> As you know, elephants are big and powerful, but when they go into musk, all that power and strength can be turned into a very dangerous animal. When an elephant is in musk, this is when their testosterone is increased twice the normal usual amount. They become super aggressive and unpredictable, and are easily provoke, and will charge and attack anything in their path. They only have one thing on their mind, mating and reproducing and finding a lady. So you better watch out, stay out of their way. Because guess what, nothing stops a bull and a musk. Elephants throughout Africa and Asia have all been hunted close to extinction because of their ivory tusk. Poaching has decimated the populations dramatically. 96 elephants are killed every day. We need to speak up and protect this valuable species. Without elephants, well, nothing else can really exist. You see, elephants, they can provide pathways, knock down trees, and provide new growth for plants and other animals and habitats for them to live in and survive. And without the elephant, ecosystems would fall apart. Africa might not look the way it is today. In Asia, well, it might be a desert instead of a forest. So we ask, please protect elements, don't buy ivory products, and say no to poaching. Thank you, everyone. And now to Joseph on tigers. Take it away, bro. Yes. Tigers are the are probably one of the biggest cats. There are a few different species of tigers. The Siberian tigers, white tigers, Sumatran tigers, Bengal tigers, Malayan tigers, and yes, tigers are endangered as well. Where do these tigers live you last? Sumatran tigers live or, I mean, Siberian tigers live in Siberia. White tigers are a rare species of tiger, yet there have been these tigers seen in the wild. Sumatran tigers live around Sumatria, 
Uh, excuse me, old boy. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, uh, sir? Um, quick question. Uh, I think the white tiger isn't a different species, but it's a Bengal tiger. Yes, that is true. That, that white tiger is actually a Bengal tiger, as Sheldon said. So, that is another breed of Bengal tiger, just in a different color. That is a very... That gene isn't very strong, but it can be... But it can happen. And there are Malayan tigers, which live around Malaysia. These tigers do eat 10 to 25 pounds of prey a day. So, yes, these tigers are huge, and they can be found in Southeast Asia, China, Korea, Russia, and even swamps in Greenland, or a rainforest. And the reason these tigers have been hunted is because of their fur coats. So we do not want any more tigers killed for their fur coats, so we want you guys to show your fur as I do. So get out there, visit your local zoo, learn about elephants and tigers. And now, onto Sheldon for his SeaWorld Orlando trip. Thank you very much. A little surprise for you guys. I'm going to be heading to SeaWorld. I finally got a break from school and exams. I'm going to be heading to SeaWorld um, this December, hopefully by or the week after Christmas. And I'm going to try to do some live recordings for you guys for Miracles in One Ocean. I know a lot of people have not really seen much of the um, live recordings in Orlando. We do apologize, but I've um, been a little busy at the moment. So I'm definitely going to try and get a live recording of One Ocean and a Miracles um, showing in Orlando. If you're interested, please chime in to SeaWorld Splash Podcast. It'll be shown live on Facebook. Um, I don't exactly know the time because, as we all know, show schedules vary depending on, well, one, the weather, two, and the animals cooperating or not, and three, uh, show scheduling. Hopefully, I'll even catch a rare glimpse of um, Tilikum. Um, I'm usually pretty good at seeing him. Um, not sure if he'll perform, but if he does, feel free to comment in and, you know, give us a little uh, shout out. We'll definitely um, mention you in the live stream. So, hopefully, um, see you guys there and enjoy the rest of your holiday. <coughs> Thank you, Sheldon. And earlier this week, we got news of a new Zero Park opening in Abu Dhabi. And, of course, the bad news of this park, we will not have to a well this park. Wow, wow, wow. So what is your take on this, Sheldon? <coughs> well, I hate to say it, but it's kind of expected. Since, unfortunately, SeaWorld is no longer breeding orcas, it makes sense that there will be no more orcas in any SeaWorld park, especially the one built in Asia. Sadly, this isn't exactly a really... This is not a good idea, in my opinion, because people over there have probably never seen a killer whale before. And as many of you might not know, killer whales aren't really that common around Asia, and especially around that type of area. So they've never really seen a killer whale or, say, any other large marine mammal. So it's, I think it's really unfortunate that they're not going to be able to, you know, experience what a lot of us and the fans have seen experience. So it's kind of a bit of a heartbreak, but at the same time, unfortunately, it was not unexpected. Um, if they would move any orcas there, I wouldn't know who they would move if they do, but it's obviously they're not, so 
unfortunately, we'll just see what happens with um, with dolphins and sea lions at the moment. Is the main creature I'm assuming will be there. I'm not 100 sure yet. We still we're still in the planning phases at the moment, so it is sad we won't have killer whales there. But that is unfortunately how things are, and just gotta make the best of things at the moment. And Joseph, what was your take on it? My take. I'm excited. At the same time, I'm kind of disappointed because originally when the plan came up back in 2008, I believe it was to build it over there. Uh, it was supposed to look like a killer whale, a man-made island shaped as a killer whale. That is not happening, but uh, I am excited that they're going to bring the whole uh, conservation message over there which is exciting news so i'm happy that they're showing the rest of the world what they need to do in order to help these species so yeah that's my take on that and then on to julie scardina's retirement as you all know julie scardina was back or was on our episode a couple years ago back when we did a uh, back when we went to Wild Days with her and saw her in Wild Days. Of course, she will be retiring uh, this year. So, uh, we look forward to seeing what she does next. And I also want to say that we might get a possible interview with her on uh, sometime in March. We're going to look forward to that. Sheldon, what's your thoughts? <laughs> well, I've, I never met her before, but I know she's retiring and, you know, she's done quite a lot for Cyril. She's really, really sent the message. has been the face of Cyril. She's sent a good message and it is sad that she'll be retiring, but at the same time, we're really glad she's retiring, you know, and she'll be having a good life and she did a lot for Cyril and if we do this interview, we really hope to give her a really big shout out. We really show a great appreciation for her. As you all know, she's done a lot. She's been a very good spokesperson and just an overall, just wonderful person. You know, she's been really strong throughout all this, you know, stuff and events that have been going on with Cyril. She's been there. She's always there. She's always working and, you know, still keeping confidence, staying strong for Cyril. And she's just an amazing person. I would love to meet her one day, hopefully for this interview. That's my take on it. <clears throat> So hopefully look forward to an interview in March. Okay, let's see. Uh, ooh, last one ocean in San Diego on January 8th. Ooh, that ooh, hit ooh. I know. That just hit my heart right here. Uh, oh man, I got emotional earlier looking at pictures of one ocean. We all did. <laughs> and basically, I will try to be there on that day, <laughs> and I'll try to hold my tears back, but I know it's not going to be possible because I have grown attached to seeing that show, even though I like it a little close, I have grown attached to One Ocean, so I kind of like them flip-flopping between One Ocean and Kill the up close, so I'm going to be sad to see another great show go, as well as Miracles, and you guys are not able to catch Miracles before December 30th. You guys need to. Oh my gosh. I'm going to get a much after this next miracle show. <laughs> it is a very sad time. 
Yes. And then, of course, since we're gonna have the stadium closed after the end of this month, the shows are gonna be going on in uh, underwater viewing in San Diego. The bleachers have put up. I've seen pictures. I will be there on Wednesday. Um, so, my opinion on the show, I don't know what's gonna happen, but I hope it's gonna have something cool in it, maybe some aerial behaviors, I don't know yet, but I'm hoping it's gonna be like the Shamu experience. What's your take? Uh, my take is, this is really, huh, I don't like that One Ocean is unfortunately leaving. I have grown attached to the show. And it is sad that it is um, leaving and that we are going to do, well, this. <laughs> I mean, now it's interesting how they're going to do the um, the, show, the little um, show or presentation in Shame Underwater Viewing, like in Shame Experience. That is clever. What it's going to be like, I'm not sure. Um, I'm hoping it's going to be like Shame Experience or something like that or something similar. Maybe like Kid Was Up Close, hey, you know, something like that. Um, I mean, my personal take is... You know, if we're gonna go back to these like olden days, you know, I would, my personal opinion, I would love to bring back like the Shame Adventure just for grin and chuckles. Some of y'all might have been around for that show, but listen, I, that's the first show I ever saw and it was, I loved it. <laughs> I know where I believe fans out there, when those fans not this and that, but you know, if we're gonna go for a stadium like we are now, I would personally love to do a Shame Adventure or Shame World Focus show because. It, like I said, it was still an education. It would still be really fun and entertaining. Great music, great stuff. It'd be really interesting to do again. But I know it might not be exactly what Seal's plans are, unfortunately. But, you know, as long as this killer was there, we still need to be there, be the voice, still be there and see what's going to happen next. Because, as many of you know, this is, this, is, this is a big moment in Seal's history. A lot of things are happening, a lot of things are changing. Who knows what's going to happen next? All that matters now is, you know. Just getting through it and pretty much sticking together is what we need to do. Because, you know, this affects all of us. We all are affected. We're all mad. We're all upset. We get it. We can't ignore the fact they're still here, still in our care, still need to support SeaWorld. Not saying the decisions, but SeaWorld as a whole. Because, you know, unfortunately, you know, some things can be done, some things cannot be done. Some, some things are having hands tied. That's all I'm saying. But. I'll, like I said, I'll give this experience or whatever they're going to do in the, sh the, you know, the UV pool a chance. See what's going on before I pass any judgment. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm not sure they're going to do it in Orlando. They might. They may or may not. Um, I have a feeling they probably will do something similar. I don't know if they're going to put the bleachers because it's pretty open, but we'll see. Didn't they do something when they were uh, repainting the... Oh, yes. Yes. Actually, I do take that back. Some of you might remember when they did do some um, repainting in Shamu Stadium in Orlando. They did close off the show pool and did a small presentation and um, on the UV. It was called Kill Was Up Close. And it was they, it was in the Diamond Shamu section. They had taken away the tables and it made it a, um, a free entry. You could just walk in and they do a small little presentation. That's probably what they're going to do again. Um, not 100% sure how it's going to work. Like I said, all things are going on. Things are going to be a little new and different. So... I'm assuming they're going to be similar to, like, Kill Us Up Close or hey, maybe Ocean Discoveries or, you know, maybe something entirely new or different. We'll see. Until then, just kind of wait it out. 
Yes, and I will get. I will try to get live footage as much as I can. We all will. Oh yeah. All right, and on to someone's birthday, Kalia. A big birthday <laughs> shout out to Kalia. She's turning 12. I will be there on Wednesday, as I said before. I'll, I'll be celebrating Kalia's birthday. So, uh, an early birthday shout out to Kalia. And of course, you guys can chime in there. Happy birthday, Kalia, on Wednesday. You get to see this little girl turn 12 and been really good mother to all my eyes. Well, not little as much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. But yes, I'm ready to see Kalia and see the rest of the whales and probably more <laughs> fun of my interactions that you guys have probably seen on our YouTube account. <laughs> so yeah, uh, look forward to seeing that video. And of course, everything that we have coming up in the next year. Uh, and as always, we thank you for listening. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions for topics, or want to stop by and say hi, you can call 607-900-5309. You can also email us, or you can drop by and say hello. <laughs> Uh, you can also give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash your podcast. Follow us on Twitter at your slash as well as Instagram at your slash. Don't forget to check out our website, zeroslash.com. Also, download our past episodes on iTunes at zeroslash podcast. And from all of us here on the Zero Slash team, we thank you for joining us and hope you join us for the next amazing podcast to come. Slash you later. Take care, guys, and Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Happy Holidays, guys. Okay, guys, and now it's time for a species highlight quiz question. Which of these animals is the elephant most closely related to? Is it A, a manatee? B, a dugon? C, a Hyrax, or D, all the above. The answer coming up in a few seconds. Hyrax, and Dugon are all the closest relatives of elephants. Thank you, and enjoy the rest of your day. Goodbye. Remember, if you want to share any of your favorite SeaWorld stories or memories, please call or text the SeaWorld Splash Team. 407-900-5309. Once again, that number is 407-900-5309. Or email us at zerosplashing at gmail.com. Thank you, and we'll splash you later. Come to Bethlehem and see Christ whose birth the angels sing Come adore